0: All right, you got your camera, you got a bag, you ready to go? Jump on in, we're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. Thanks for joining me. This is April, your host for Eyes for the Road, and tonight we're going to take a road trip. We do that a lot on this podcast, and tonight I'm going to tell you all about one of my favorite fall foliage trips. It's actually a road trip. You could do it in a day, Actually, this one does fit in a day, but it could be part of a whole week's exploration of New England during the fall. So whether you live in Massachusetts, you live in California, I would put this one on your list if you haven't been there. It's called the Kankamangas Highway. I think I said that right. It's quite a mouthful, actually. It's It's derived from an Indian name. And most of us that have taken it in the fall and continue to go back, we refer to it as the kink. It's a classic fall foliage drive. You'll see it highlighted in many driving guides of the United States, you know, one of the top 50 drives to take in the fall. National Geographic has a great book if you ever get a chance. It's called Driving Guides to America, New England. And it's Definitely on the page for New Hampshire. In fact, they rate it with two stars, but I think I'd give it a few more stars, especially during the fall. You've got the leaves, you've got a lot of great foliage colors. You've got reds, you've got greens, you've got a covered bridge, you have waterfalls. The whole drive is only actually the part we're going to talk about and the part that's referred to as the kank. It's only 32 miles. 32 miles you could easily say cover in California in a matter of minutes. In fact, um, you know, often if I go see my friend 30 miles, you know, if I'm making good time, that's 20 minutes, maybe less. But here on a fall day, I would take that 32 miles. And often with my groups, we take the full day to take this drive. You want to start with a cooler of food. <laughs> this is a must, in fact, because once you're on the 32 miles, there's no gas, and there's no, there's no hot dog truck, there's no burger stand, and there's definitely no convenience stores. So when I say get some snacks, fill up your car, get some goodies for your cooler, I mean it. Because once you get started, you're really going to be wanting to take your time. You're going to want to sit down and listen to the sound of the river, the Swift River going by. You're going to want to take that short hike. There's a couple really good hikes that are wheelchair accessible, stroller accessible. They're about uh, one and a half miles round trip. And again, they're meant to take all ages, even if you have Someone with you that needs a wheelchair or has a stroller. So again, you're adding some time there. So pack up your cooler, grab some snacks. I start usually on the Conway side. There's plenty of restaurants in Conway. You can uh, start the day with a nice breakfast. There's a place called the Metropolitan Coffee House right on the main street near the historic train station. So get a room in Conway. There's lots of lodging, everything from bed and breakfast to your chain options like Comfort Inn, Holiday Inn Express, all of those, and some old mom and pop motel style accommodations. And when you get up in the morning, have a good breakfast, try out the Metropolitan, maybe your bed and breakfast serves a nice you know, scrambled egg, sit down, nice cozy breakfast, start that, get get a good breakfast in you before you start the day. And then put some drinks and snacks in your cooler. You'll you'll want those. Once you get started, let me grab my notes here. I've marked out some of the best places to start, starting from the Conway side. So, from the Conway side, you, the first stop I would recommend stopping at is the Covered Bridge Campground. That is about six miles from the point at which you start the drive. There's a great parking lot there. Don't forget to get your parking pass for the day. So right there in that parking lot, you fill out a slip and stick it uh, the envelope in the canister so that you've paid your uh, fee to park in along this parkway along this in these parking lots without getting a ticket then you can either you definitely want to take the walk across the covered bridge on the far side of the covered bridge depending on when you get there i recommend doing this drive anywhere from the first week of october say october one through eight historically the color the best then there is a bright, wonderful red tree on the far side of the bridge. Walk across the bridge. There's an old rock, big, big slab of a rock. And if the rock is wet, it almost looks black. And then with the red leaves that start to fall on it, it's a beautiful picture there with the red leaves. The roof of the covered bridge is actually red. The rest of the bridge is just a natural wood color. I believe it was built in the 1800s and restored uh, not too long ago you can also walk down below the bridge and get some pictures of the river and the water and rocks underneath the bridge with the trees surrounding it there are restrooms at most of these stops however bear in mind these are park restrooms so they're pretty primitive most of them do have toilet paper but as a someone that's done a lot of road trips and maybe i assume a lot of you have too you usually have some extra provisions for yourself for these rustic bathrooms, like an extra roll of toilet paper, maybe some hand sanitizer, carry that in your car. And these are small items that you can pick up. If you, if you flew out to New England when you're in Conway, you know, pick these up, put them in your car, then you have them for the rest of your trip. So after you've spent some time photographing at the covered bridge and sat on the bench and maybe just enjoyed the nice, beautiful day and the view... Continue on down the road, and you want to look for the, there's a pull-off for the uh, the lower river falls, That's what it's called. The road's going to twist and turn, and it follows the river this whole way. And it's often recommended for your first time, you know, anywhere where there's a kind of a gravel pull-off, pull off, pull off and, and see what you can see over there. The other thing to keep in mind, this is a very busy east-west road connecting the east and west of New Hampshire, because of the green mountains. uh, You don't have a lot of east-west roads in uh, Vermont and New Hampshire. So you do have semi-traffic. You do have big buses, you know, barreling through. So again, it may be advisable if you, you know, if you're starting to stack traffic because you want to take your time, which I highly recommend, pull over and let these Buses and trucks barrel on. You know, let them get on with their day. You've got plenty of time. Make sure to set aside a nice, a nice day to enjoy this drive. Um, Swift River Falls, the lower falls. You can walk down the bank carefully. There's a lot of rocks. Again, you'll have the color of the trees depending on how much water is going through. Um, Depending on time of year, how much rainfall, just be careful. You know, you don't want to slip or twist an ankle getting down there. If you want to get some long exposures, this is a wonderful place to be taking your tripod and setting up for some of those longer exposures to make the water kind of milky. Or one of those stopper filters, like the big stopper. There's uh, one called the little stopper filter. It's got a dial on it and literally what you're doing, is kind of dialing down the light and slowing it down to give that milky effect. That's a tip for getting that nice effect on the water. After that area, continue on. My next recommended stop is something called Rocky Gorge, which they've really done a nice job in the last couple of years. They spent a lot of work uh, putting in some platforms, some wooden walkways, some really accessible places so if you have children in a stroller or someone that needs a wheelchair again they can still enjoy the views and the trees and listen to the water. You'll see a lot of people usually at Rocky Gorge in the in the fall taking photos taking family snapshots so just be prepared that these areas do attract a lot of other fall foliage seekers and You know, sometimes it takes a little bit to, you know, sort that out, but it's definitely worth a stop. From there, you can always take a hike back into the woods. This area is full of hiking trails and walking trails. So if you want to get away from the crowds, just take a little time and walk, you know, follow the river down, watch your footing. But there are places to get away, say, from the throngs that sometimes collect at these areas that have parking and have more accessibility. Once you pass Rocky Gorge, there's also a pond trail in that area, which is, it's worth taking the walk back there. It's really nice back there. Sometimes you get some still reflections in the water. I've seen fish biting back there. It's just really polite, you know, pleasant and cool on a nice fall day. Another pullout to watch for is about 15.6 miles from, again, as I mentioned, the Conway end, Sabaday Falls. And this is the one that's an easy four-tenths-of-a-mile round-trip journey to the falls area. It does have a little bit of an uphill incline, but it's definitely set up, again, for strollers, wheelchairs, people with some mobility issues. It's a slope, you know, gentle walk, gentle hike. It, I would allow at least an hour for this, if not a little longer. And in the fall, you, you will have a lot of changing weather conditions. Many times when I've driven the kank, especially in the fall, we'll start out with overcast or nice misty weather, you know, which is great for saturating the colors of the leaves when it's kind of overcast. And by the time we take the road, maybe halfway through, sometimes you get a little cloud burst. I've had snow. I've seen snow on the kink. I've got caught in the woods in a a quick downpour. So be prepared, you know, as you would in the fall. Bring a jacket when you get out of the car, something with a hood. You know, think about your camera gear. If that you do get caught down a trail that you have something, maybe a bigger jacket, you can stuff the camera underneath your jacket and keep it dry. It tends to be that these, uh, Digital cameras tend to often be a little bit more sensitive to wet weather. So you do want to try to keep your gear as dry as possible. The Sabaday Falls to me is one of my favorite stops. So I do always make sure to make time for that and make time for that hike back in the woods. Once you get back to the falls, you can actually walk. There's two ways. It kind of splits. And if you take the higher trail, going up, you'll end up going following some steps and wooden walkways to the top of the waterfalls and you'll have to, to get those photographs, you almost have to kind of photograph through the rungs of the stair railing. So be mindful again of other people enjoying the trail and try to make yourself tight and compact or let people pass by you. You know, a little kindness goes a long way in sharing the view with others that are that are there just to do the same thing you are. So be mindful, share the spaces so that you can all enjoy the view. I love personally the sounds of the water. I, I tend to notice when I'm in at the falls area versus where it's at Rocky Gorge, where you've got more of the water just going over the rocks beside you. There's different sounds that the water makes. So it's kind of pretty and kind of fun now with the cell phone cameras. You can just take a quick video and pick up some of that audio of the sound of the water. It's just really peaceful. And later, it's a wonderful reminder of, of the beauty and the moments that I enjoyed there in October. So there's another idea. And again, your cell phone will take some nice images as well as spending more time with your digital camera or or film camera, something with a lens. You want to probably use a wide-angle lens at the, at the falls area, and then maybe also a zoom. It's actually very difficult to kind of fit the whole waterfall in one image only because of the way it cuts through the rocks. It's kind of broken into two sections, so you almost have to take the photograph kind of in two sections, kind of the upper portion and then the lower portion. I do advise some caution. If you take the trail that goes down to the lower portion, it kind of hooks back around and you literally tend to walk on some rock to kind of get back into a tight little corner where there's maybe enough room for one or two people to stand at the base of the waterfall there and be careful because that rock can be slippery the pool there can be deep so you you know just be really careful if you have small ones traveling with you or even yourself I I tend to stick a stake a little bit away of the edge of the water the last thing you want to do is slide into the water, gear and all, and you know, you could really kind of hurt yourself and that might put a damper on the rest of your travels. So take time, enjoy the waterfalls, look for those small images on the way, on the trail, on the way back. Um, A couple years ago, one of my clients was on the trip with me and she was really intrigued by the mushrooms And she got down on the ground with her macro lens and the image she got of the intricacies of this wonderful mushroom were just beautiful and the bark on the trees and just some of the leaves scattered on the ground. So look around, take your time, enjoy the walk, enjoy the smell of the woods, the smell of the waterfall and the whole experience. I really think fall foliage is a time to slow down a bit and really enjoy the whole experience you I think it will improve your images as well, because you'll be creating more than just a photo, you're creating a memory, something that's going to stick with you for years, and possibly, it, you know, end up like me, where I, I keep wanting to go back just to experience it again. After Sabadei falls, There will be a scenic overlook about 17.6 miles into the drive on the right-hand side. Again, this is all referenced from the Conway side of the drive. You can also do the drive from Lincoln over to Conway reverse. And it's kind of the high point of the road. As I said, you're kind of gaining an elevation up and over the mountains and then back down. So at this high point at the scenic overlook, this is where often... You get a really nice view of the patchwork of colors, the patchwork of the trees, of the oranges, the reds, the greens. And this is why, to me, that October 1 through 8 date, which uh, Jeff foliage, who again has spent many years uh, in New England, he was writing for the Yankee Magazine, which is a very wonderful regional magazine on the East Coast that's a, you can pick up at your n- local newsstand, but he also always references this area for that time period. So historically, October 1 through 8 is when you should really get the maximum views, maximum photo photos in this area. So after the overlook, you continue on. You want to be looking Usually what I see is I notice the cars stopped along the edge of the road at the lily pond. I see the cars usually before I see the lily pond on the right-hand side. But keep your eyes abreast. And if you see cars stopped anywhere, often people, other people have seen a view that they like. There's something that's attracted their attention. And it's funny because when I'm out and I have my camera out, my tripod out, People see us pulled over. Often they follow suit and they pull over just because it's like, oh wow, what did you see? You know, did you see, what did you see? A bird, a a bear? A, I mean, what is it? And sometimes it's just, no, this is just a great red tree. I'm just photographing this wonderful red tree. But the lily pond, to me, it's lined with pines and and evergreens. So you've got the dark greens interspersed with bright red trees and bright orange trees, and then often the lily pond is. It's very shallow, it appears shallow at least, I, I haven't gone swimming in it, so <laughs> can't speak to that, but it appears very shallow and often very still, so you get this wonderful reflection in it, and, it and, and I have actually seen it snowing there at the Lily Pond as well, so you can get a really mix of clouds, the trees, and then this pond. So this is another great place for long exposures to get kind of a silky pond and and your reflected trees. So after the lily pond, keep your eyes open. There'll be a few more overlooks. A couple of them will occur on your left-hand side and some of them after the high one of the Sugar Point, what did I call it? Uh, I believe it was the scenic overlook at, at Sugar Hill. The other ones are so so depending on the light, depending on how cloudy it is. Or hopefully you had a snack or a picnic by now because otherwise you might have rumbling stomachs in your car which <laughs> sometimes in my in my car, you know, we've been photographing a lot by this point, so we've got some loud stomach grumbling. So some of those are you you may be okay with passing, but It's often a good idea to pull into each one and and take a quick look. You know, if there's something of interest or the sun is out, when the sun is out, these hills, these overlooks just are lit up and you can see all of the, we call it a patchwork because essentially you're getting dabbles of orange trees and dabbles of reds and interspersed with greens and yellows and just the whole gamut of colors. And reds aren't just red. Uh, often, if you've never been to New England, it's hard to imagine different shades of red leaves, but there really are. You'll get red, red, some that end towards a red-purple, and and some that kind of fall towards a red-pink. So get out there and enjoy those fall colors and see for yourself. After you're kind of making the downward, now you're kind of over the top and you're making the downward descent, there'll be like I said, one or two more overlooks. And then I always look for the last one, which is, it's kind of the ranger station visitor center. You've got bathrooms, nice flush toilets at this one, sinks with running water. It's a little bit nicer area. Park your car and take the walkway that goes out onto the bridge that goes over the Swift River. You'll get a nice view of trees and rocks lining the river and, and then at the end of that, you'll see the swinging bridge, which makes a beautiful photograph. I photographed it years ago with a slide film. And now I've been, I make sure to stop there every time, depending on what the the clouds are doing, whether you get the deep blues of the mountains in the background, or you might get a bright blue sky with some white clouds. It really varies. It's fall. So you've got changing weather, changing sky conditions. And all of this can happen in the course of the day that you've been driving this. I also enjoy then walking down along through the woods down to the swinging bridge. It's kind of difficult to take a picture at either end of the swinging bridge because generally you do have a lot of people gathered there. But if you're patient and you maybe offer to take some pictures of some of the other groups that are there, they in turn will take, take a photo of you and your traveling companions or yourself. So this is a great spot to make use of the restrooms, take some more photographs, take a nice walk. You can walk all the way down to the banks of the river and enjoy the view down there. And just the sound again, the sound of that water going over those those varying shapes of rocks. And then after that, you'll probably want to head on down the road. And you'll end up at Lincoln, and Lincoln to me, if you didn't, if you were just snacking through the drive, maybe you just had your power bars and some fruit and small things. You're probably really ready for a good burger or something. I always like to stop at a place called the. the let me make sure I've got it right here. I think it's the Black Black Mountain. Yeah, Black Mountain Burger Company. They've got a nice assortment of different burgers. They even serve buffalo beef. Um, I believe they have lamb, some different types of hamburger, meat, turkey, and you can also do vegetarian, chicken options, just salads here. And they also, if you're not the driver, they also have a nice selection of beers. Um, sometimes I've got a couple guests on my tours that really enjoy a good beer. They've got some great local beers here too, as well, I'm told. If you're just in the mood for a good coffee, They've got a nice little local coffee shop right on the road. It'll be on your right hand side. There'll be some street parking. There's a few tables inside. It's called Half Baked. (laughs) And they're talking about the beans, the coffee. They're not talking about something else. But got a lot of nice uh, coffee, good brews, um, and also some treats. They've got usually some brownies maybe some pumpkin bars you know different home baked goods there and a restroom so both of these options I would recommend I've eaten at both of them and enjoyed them both by this point in the day it's probably getting a little bit later in the day and so this this is probably where y'all you may want to spend the night in Lincoln there's a lot of lodging options here or if you're still you know if it's still two or three o'clock in the afternoon you may want to push on north. Um, you'd hop on the 93 North at this point and head on up to a place called Littleton. I I enjoy staying in Littleton. I'll probably cover Littleton in another episode of my podcast. Um, there are a lot of photography, photographic scenics, I think, in Littleton. It's in a great small town with some good local restaurants and some affordable lodging, which during fall foliage season can be a little bit more challenging to find so now that I've covered a lot of the highlights of the kank and you're excited to go there I'm just going to give you a few more tips as I mentioned I was kind of pointing them out through the drive but I would recommend again a tripod so you've got your tripod get that out for the waterfalls a polarizer And one of those graduated neutral density filters, as I mentioned, the big stopper, they also make one called the little stopper. And I'll have references to these in my liner notes. And as well, I highly recommend snacks. Take your good walking shoes because of the rocky shorelines and some of the banks being saturated I like hiking boots. They kind of give my ankles a bit more support, especially when you're walking on a little bit uneven terrain. If you'd like to get down to the water's edge to include that or work with the line of the, you know, the river to get a curve into your photo. A good compositional element is always an S curve, a leading line, which the water, the river, some areas it's almost looks like a creek. Um, I've been there during quote dry years where, Literally, there's a lot of rocks along the shore and the water's, you know, definitely kind of out there and you tend to kind of pick your way out more to the middle. In which case, again, you're going to use the water as kind of a leading line into your image. And that draws the eye, eye into the photo, which is why a leading line is a good compositional element. You're leading your viewer into your image. So there's a A wealth of photographic options along the kink, the covered bridge, the waterfalls, fall scenics with the trees, macro images with mushrooms, fallen leaves on the ground, patterns in the barks. You get some birch and some of the white barked trees in this area. So again, lots of photographic elements to work with. So with that, I think it's time to add this to your fall list. If you're working on a fall itinerary or need some help, contact me. I'm definitely available. I can help put together a great fall trip for you or give you some pointers on where to get some fall scenics or sign up for one of my upcoming adventures. As always, I tend to go to Vermont in the fall. I've got a main trip. Alaska and I've always got some things going on locally here in California so please drop me an email my email address is april at aprilart.com check out my web pages at yourphototravelguide.com and fallphototrips.com and I really look forward to having you listen and join join me the next time on Eyes for the Road thanks